Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 186. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So when we last left off, Heleth was recovering from an attack by rats, with a capital R, and two elves from some forest to the east had taken up her cause and were going to steal back the stolen item that was stolen from her. We should meet up with those guys. Maybe they can help us. <laughs> <laughs> However, you determined that being the only one and a half elves in all of South Tower, you needed disguises. And you were going to have Hepa pretend to be a wealthy mage from Alduin and trick her retainer. And your plan was to look at a bunch of rings and talk loudly about how they weren't exactly what you wanted. And Irrigan would then nudge Slater in your direction. Full proof plan. What could go wrong? And so the question remains, how will you get disguised? And as it turns out... Guafalin! Guafalin owes you a favor. Or at least she feels like she owes Trek a favor, which is just as good. So, we're going to have you scene swipe from the parting glass to the manor of Lady Glynis. The fancy place. Who is the new patron of Guafalin. And Trick's power is that somebody automatically owes you a favor and then you can cash in on it, right? Yes. So, narratively, the reason Guafalin owes you a favor is because you actually nudged Lady Glynis to pay attention to her in the archery competition. That, that's the most reasonable way I can, can think of here. I, I think that's fair. So at some point in the morning before the competition, you were standing somewhere and this lady was nearby talking about stuff, and Trick documented to talk to people around him all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that fellow looks pretty good, but check out that. That lady's pretty nice with that hand crossbow. And like, for real, she's got style, right? <laughs> She'll be one to watch in the competition up ahead. <laughs> Anyone can hold a crossbow. Like, that's the point. It's a crossbow. You can sit there. You don't have to do anything. But look at how the cape is tossed across her shoulder. But an elf told her. Carrie's like a million years old or something. I wouldn't be caught dead using a crossbow. <laughs> yeah, the cachet of, you know, like, I've been around quite a while from a human perspective. I human know. years, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> And because of that, Lady Glynis took a shine to Guafalin, and Guafalin is now enjoying whatever it is that duelists and fencers enjoy from patron. Probably swanky meals, polite conversation, the occasional jest or jibe. So they're jesters, really? (laughs) Ah, your wit must be as sharp as your rapier. That's why it's called rapier wit. It's true. I say that's the, like, upgrade path that's very rarely taken for fencers. You become a duelist or you can become a jester. It's like a, tr- a trophy fencer. Exactly. You know? There you go. So they, she brings over people for dinner, and they're like, oh, have you met? I'm her patron, and she does her special. Do your trick. Yeah, yeah. 
So you enter the manor of Lady Glynis. It's a pretty nice house. It's definitely nicer than any other human dwelling you've been in yet. It actually has a greeting room, sitting room type place. So when you come in, you are taken to this sitting room and then the servant, there is even a servant who answered the door, goes to fetch Guafalin and Guafalin comes out to greet you, takes off her hat, her big floppy hat with an elaborate bow, says how wonderful it is to see you both again. Glad to see you're doing well. Thomery uh, didn't quite win the competition, but it looks like you won in life, so. Yeah, she said uh, she placed further in the duel than she did in the uh-huh. hand crossbow and uh, did her patient proud in the duel. Is she going to be in the grand melee, or that's not really her style? Grand melee is not Waffle style. By the, the nature like, of the melee? The heft and weight of the weapons involved in the grand melee compared to, like, the thin blade of the rapier. The grand melee is for people who like to get muddy. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably more reputationally, too. Like, if she's trying to be a finer fencer. And there's absolutely no pressure from Lady Glynis to participate in the grand melee. Her husband is a knight and uh, is worse for the wear, is what Guafalin tells you. One too many melees to the head. Guafalin does not know the whole tragic story, but you'll need him soon enough. Uh, come come in. Come in. Oh, get to into the house to proper. Oh. What a lovely place. Trick's thinking, like, this is bigger than Uncle Thrant's place. We do have a sitting area and servants. I just don't usually go in that way. Yeah. <laughs> but also... The way uh, Elven home is laid out is maybe a little more sinuous and, like, tree-esque. It's probably not as big, for sure. So, what do you tell Guafalin about your needs? I will tell her that we're really enjoying this city and seeing everything, but we are the only elves in town. Sometimes it's a little bit conspicuous, and we'd like to be a little less conspicuous, just not draw as much attention. And we want to experience the authenticity of the city, but we got limited options for making that work. Just like the woodland look. And Epic covers her ears and is just like... Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine. So I was thinking maybe... Do you have anything that's in the style of uh, Alduin? Or just your lady? Well, certainly fancier outfits are possible. Uh, lady Glynis is not a, a red mage or anything like that, but she has some red and gray themed outfits that could work. Yeah. It's funny that Hepa doesn't think about fashion, but I bet you as a fair-skinned blonde, she looks great in red. Which is unfortunate, because soon she's not going to be super pale, because also, you're also going to do something about the skin. And a ruby would go excellent with a gray dress. Oh, yeah. Or a red dress. So we have a montage in which there's a room with like couches and stuff like that, and Hepa is going to like occasionally like walk into the room in an outfit and then walk out again, like walk in with another outfit. While the people in the room are like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trick, you're you're one of the evaluators. So is Lady Glynis. Wafflin is in the back, like, doing up your ties and stuff like that for these outfits. Also in the room watching the montage show is Sir Marthanek. But he's just in a chair with a blanket over his lap on the side and a very, like, glazed over Like, expression. he might be sleeping. I don't know, because I can make a medicine check and see. If Hepa would like to make a medicine check... It doesn't have to happen now, but she, oh yeah, she would love to... So if you're going to like sneak a medicine check from afar during the fashion show, then there's going to be two black dice added, because there's distance and distraction. That's okay, but now I remember that I have a knack for it. She's just going to be a proper doctor before too long. What's the difficulty? You're just evaluating what's up with him. Two purples. Oh, I triumphed with the success, and then everything else kind of cancels out. 
Apparently, I really want to know. All right. Something that probably I could find out by asking somebody. Well, if you want to handle it so that the triumph gets you like into discussion with Lady Glynis after the fashion show so that you can learn more specific details. Yeah. Um, the success would tell you that he seems like not aware of his surroundings and that she like plies him with some sort of milky beverage for him to periodically drink and like tells him he has to take his medicine and stuff like that. And he is very cooperative with it. And like she tells him he has to take it so that he doesn't get upset or anything like that because they, they can't have you know, any more outbursts. Okay, so they're keeping him sedated, and that's basically Essentially, his... yes. They're keeping him medicated to, like, keep his behavior under control. But you can learn some more details about the like... nature of the medication and the malady because you have that triumph. Right. So, morphine. Um, <laughs> trick. You can also obtain an outfit here for yourself from, like... So I feel like we, we get Hepa's outfit sorted out first because that's going to be harder, and then Trick just needs to appropriately match. Okay. So there's not as many outfits, but so there's a few of them that cycle through, and there's one where Mate comes out, he's in a little top hat, and then Trick is chasing after him. <laughs> so Mate has rejoined you by this point. I, yeah, I would think he probably rejoined us by. So as you were traveling to Lady Glynis's location, Mate descended, did not have Terwain in tow. Yeah. But he's like down a few feathers. He does have one of her favors in his beak. He has been unable to successfully tie it to anything. But he doesn't. He can't say anything mean to you as long as he's holding it in his beak. So clearly he encountered Turlane, but he did right. not bring her back. <laughs> Maybe she was busy. Gonna have to catch up with her. She sent a message, obviously, with her favor. Is there anything on, written on here? No. Okay. So perhaps just an acknowledgement. Yep. You did fail with Rep. Yes. Yes, I did. All right. So how about you've got a nice gray dress with red piping, and Trick, you have uh, appropriate certainty attire to go with. Yep, kind of a puffed out pants. Also, Hepa has a huge floppy stylish hat that drapes down over her ears. Uh, Trick, I believe we were going with... Just hair out, frizzed out. Okay. Ladies don't wear their hair down here. You can wear your hair in any fashion you want, but your ears cannot be hidden by your hair. Like, your ears stick up and right. your hair goes down. Right, right, right. Well, I didn't know if underneath, if I should have my hair down too, just to kind of cover more, or if maybe if I lean up and light comes in, you can... I don't know how much my ear looks up. I'm thinking probably, like, the hat is floppy in such a way that you could have the points of your ears under. Okay. Like, whatever elastic-y type band holds the hat. The rest of the ears look human. The bottom yeah. part of elvish ears have lobes, just like human. Even with, they like, don't... otherworldly grace? <laughs> <laughs> The otherworldly grace is something that, you know... <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're gonna it's have to probably take... not with my ears. No. <laughs> what if we just give you a cane? Like, walk with a staff. That way you can't be walking with grace. I mean, that fits being a, a mage. All right. You can uh, acquire some sort of... It's not going to be a super fancy mage staff. No, no, no. Just a, a walking stick. Yes. They can give you one of Sir Martha Neck's walking sticks. That's not a problem. Oh, that's true. Yeah, These outfits will all be returned when you're finished with them, of course. Hopefully not too bloody. Do you? No, I don't see that. <laughs> Maybe we should have gone with the red dress. Then in chit-chat with Lady Glynis, you, Hepa, can learn that Sir Marthenek was, he, he is a knight, and he served with Gwedri during the war with Mount Ravenel, and actually Gwedri's force liberated Sir Marthenek from Mount Ravenel's clutches. How horrible. 
Marthenic had spent a while confined to a small prison, being guarded by things like revenants and other unnatural things. And while he's sometimes okay, he's sometimes not okay, and he is he is prone to, to outbursts and delusions related to his experience, you know, reliving them and stuff like that. Right. So it's definitely a case of, of some sort of PTSD. Right. But we don't really have that concept, probably. You, you don't have that concept in, like, a clinical sense. But the idea is that, like, people see horrific things and they, like, go through trauma. Right. They often seem, quote-unquote, broken right. in some degree afterwards. And that's the nature of his malady. But she tells you that they're fortunate enough to live in a city that has a house of light, so she is able to get treatments for him and medicine from them to keep his symptoms under control. It has this this side effect of kind of muffling the outer world to him. Right. You know, like, they haven't worked out the perfect dosage where he can, like, not be upset, but be his, what she would call his old self. It's gotten worse as he's gotten older. Right. So, unfortunately, like, when he's medicated, like, he often doesn't respond very much, doesn't take pleasure in his food, like, doesn't, um, he sleeps better but not well, like. Can she tell her what the specific medicines and stuff are? Not that Hepa has any knowledge of these things, but maybe the next time she's talking to them all, she could ask him about it. And... You've got a try. So... Or if they've used magic. Like, if she can ask these things without being too. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, there's no magical treatment for PTSD. You know, she could give you, like, a small sample of his elixir. Oh, that would be interesting. Since, you know, since you got the triumph. She doesn't know what goes into it. She knows that Raisa prepares it herself, that it's right. not anything that gets deferred to the acolytes. And it's quite expensive. But only the best for her husband. I'm just curious, does Sir Martinek, does he still have a horse? Or is he no longer able to ride, really? They keep his horse at the livery. He doesn't see much use for it, but sometimes it's good for him to go visit it on his calmer days. Yeah, so I was wondering if something like that, or like a dog might even help. Something to be a companion. Oh, some sort of animal companion. (laughs) Stupid! No. (laughs) Maybe just a nice, chill, old dog. Oh, that's a good Just always right there. A a good, like, foot dog? Yeah. All right, she'll take that under, uh... I don't know. Okay, she, she thanks you for your interest and concern in her husband's well-being. and uh, Anyone who fought Mount Rathnall is worth saving. And then she's like, ah, yes, well, I'm sure you've seen worse in your time, on the, your long time on this planet. Well, we must be getting away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I met an undead and I screamed. Yes, unfortunately he does do. <laughs> so you are free to head to the makeup station. Okay. Is this when we need to skullduggery it up? Yes, yeah, so to disguise Hepa's uh, skin tone is going to be a skullduggery check. Okay. And if you would like the assistance of somebody practiced in this art. Like Guaflin? Guaflin like... does not have skullduggery. Oh, no, not skullduggery. Sorry. <laughs> you <Even> make up <laughs> for some reason? <laughs> Any noble lady. Yeah. It's all about hiding stuff. Back to Heleth is what you're... Aleth or Alec? Like, Alec is the one who you guys discussed the skin right. tone being an issue with, and Heleth is more practiced. In this I part. feel like Heleth, because she's more of a hide-your-identity person, given that she's lined her hair. Indeed. So, Heleth is well enough that she can exert some effort on your behalf. She's well enough. So, you can make an assisted check okay. with her, 
and the purpose of this check is to give HEPA a readier appearance. Yep. Uh, what are we looking at here? This is just like darkening skin, and I think two purples is fine. Heleth can help you. Heleth has three cunning and two skullduggery. Yeah, and you're not doing like a full body workup. It's really you're concerned with areas that will be exposed. Yeah, so hands, I could wear arms. wear gloves or something, couldn't I? Yes, you could wear gloves. That might be easier than makeup rubbing off. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, so face and neck and collarbone type <laughs> area. Actually, take a blue dye from Hepa's suggestion, yeah, <laughs> as you have made the work easier. Her fashion sense is more pragmatic. Four successes and two advantages. Okay. Do you have thoughts for advantages here? I was looking to just spend those to add an extra black dye to whoever's trying to pierce the veil. Okay, so we'll save it as a blue or a black dye for the first role related to deceiving somebody as to who you are. Maybe Heleth could give a little bit of direction about movement that looks more like... How do you ask Heleth for that? Are you like, well, Alric told me I have otherworldly grace. Um, <laughs> I think, no, I think what she might say is, can you tell that I am an elf by the way I walk? Helleth's response to that is not necessarily that she would have been like, oh, that's an out there, but you definitely move differently from other people. So if I was a mage from Alduin? I would expect a mage to be like more crumpled up and stiff than... Take like, your back. It's like you, you swing in the opposite direction. <laughs> mages, Bend it like this. <laughs> mages are not really known for being like nimble and uh, you move like a dancer. Okay. So more like... This? <laughs> and you like hunch over and grab your little cane? I guess she doesn't know, like she's lifting her feet too much maybe? Or... And the problem is like your back is too straight and you just... Like this? <laughs> so yeah, if you just like hunch, you know, you keep your shoulders back and you're, you need to hunch them forward more. Does that make me look older? It makes you look... Human older. <laughs> <laughs> Not... Trick's also got a quizzical look on his face. <laughs> Not elven older. It, it makes you maybe look older, but more it just makes you look stiffer, which is more appropriate for somebody who spends their whole life just sitting in a chair reading dusty old books. Okay, then she'll try some walking and ask Aleth for feedback. All right, let's make a coordination check. To not look so coordinated. An uncoordination check. One purple only. Yeah, I succeeded with okay. an advantage. So you've been given enough pointers for like what to physically manipulate in your posture, okay. that you can not look so full of grace. So uh, do, you, do you hobble out of the bar then? Um, actually, I would like to check on Hella. How are you doing? Uh, she still feels not so great, but the mall administered the elixir that you brewed to her, and now it's just like it's got to take a little while to purge the poison from her system. You guys helped her around dawn-ish, and okay. then you went out to get your... Oh, so it's only been a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah, because she's curious about, like, the administration. And... Like, it tastes horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't smell that great. <laughs> but, yeah, she drank the whole thing. Okay, so, yeah, so then I do kind of, a, like, a bit of, like, a checkup on Heleth and make sure she's, everything seems like it's healing. Yep. All right, and Howard told me you guys have a plan. Yes. Do you want to know the plan? I just want you to get both those rings back here. You know, and be safe and not. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want to make a charm check or something? No, it doesn't say anything. 
you want to make a charm check? Uh, Trick will make a charm check, sure. Okay. You get a blue die, because she's not at her best right now. She's two reds and a purple is her cool. That is success with one threat. So I get a snide comment in return. Of course. You haven't paid your full bar tab yet. Also, Alric hasn't paid me when I owed from last night full either, so I definitely need to go back. But you were saying you didn't care about money. No. Hepa wasn't there. That doesn't mean I'm not owed the money. (laughs) And Helleth echoes Alric's earlier words. Good to know. (laughs) Let's be honest. If I cared about money, I wouldn't be telling stories here. (laughs) Hepa knows that's not polite. Right. But she does. Uh, (laughs) But we're doing the Grand Melee first, watching that. That was your intent, because the shopping area won't really be... There won't be much going on there. We need to have a neutral location to lure these fools back to, unconnected to the party class. Do we have mirrors? There is probably is that like a, a mirror thing? here. Peppa would like to see what she looks like as a human. I mean, we can put some water in this pool and you can look at it. Yeah, that's why I was wondering if I had to use my sword or whatever. No, I, I feel like it is possible for a mirror to exist without expending any resources. How should we equip ourselves? Uh, well, I'm borrowing Irrigan's bow. Because you don't want your elvish bow around. Yeah. Your sword is probably fine, in all honesty. Not for her to wear dressed Not as wear a lady. Out. You could wear her sword. That's true. So that it is around if needed. That's a good solution. <laughs> You're wearing my sword. That's a good solution. And then I... <laughs> Do you actually know how to fight with a staff? What That's actually that? shaman training, I think. I'll yeah. just skip that lecture, though. Is that melee light? Melee heavy. I mean, That's... you did do it in the zombie fight. You did, like... Whack at them with the quarterstaff. Right. Hepa did, like, attend some, like, super basic... Like, you watched shamans do stuff with their quarterstaffs, but yeah. you weren't really, uh... Go to the trail. <laughs> Hepa's actually best with the bow out of all of these options. <laughs> so, Trick can carry the weaponry. Yes. Not your problem. I wish I had that rune. Which rune? The what? The ice, oh. ice shard. What what is this? It is a rune that we found with Kachin. It was like a attached to a staff. So not a ring? No, it was I mean about that size. Like a stone that was in the staff. Well, if you manage to get your hands on the rings, you might be able to do something with them then. What? Like what? Are the rings also runes? I don't know this runes thing. I just know Are they magic? Well What are the rumors? What have you heard? I don't know exactly what they're for, but the Catchin's the buyer on the emerald. Catchin's got like, what, he's 5,000 gold sitting around? Not in his purse right now. Well, no, not right now. Man. So he is a secret nobleman. I knew it. Well, it mustn't be Ice, because he didn't seem as interested in that. I don't know. Or he was willing to get the staff instead. I mean, we did make a deal. We made a deal. And it's not five. He's not paying me 5,000. I could probably get 5000 in the right markets, but then I'd have to find that market. Where did I pull 5000 from? The number I just made up? That may be a number that you made up because of your own hypotheses about how much magic items cost. But she had a decoy ring made, and you know that she was only charging you 150 for the decoy ring. Right. Which was, this is the cost to fabricate a nice piece of jewelry. Not fake a ruby. An actual ruby in an actual oh. setting costs... 150 in materials to make. Well, that's cheaper than I thought. But to buy that ring in a store is going to cost more. And if 
it has some sort of magical properties, then yes, you could maybe get more, but there's always the issue, health is instructing you here on crime. In any job you undertake, if you don't already have a buyer lined up, you're doing the work ahead of time, and that's only a fraction of the actual work that will need to be done. Oh, sales part. Exactly. Finding a buyer is a huge issue. That's why I only work on commission. Because then you have it on your person and it's risky. And also you, you've, <laughs> I say I always work on commission. Here I went slightly beyond that and look, I'm getting bit for it. I mean, they were pro- rats are probably going to come after you either way. Not if they hadn't seen me. Yes, because the additional weight of a second ring slowed you down so much, I'm sure. Unless it's actually made of lead. No, I just... Took a little longer than you wanted to? I, I just I had opportunities, and I took them, and I thought, if I'm going to be going through all this work on Katchen's behalf, I could maybe double down on things here and get another thing. But I didn't have a buyer lined up for it anyway, so this thing that I'm telling you that's a bad idea, it's a bad idea, and I did it. That's true, and then you had to sell it to us. Yeah, and I'm not getting anything for it. I mean, you're getting the money from Kajin, and you're not going to die, so that's a plus. For the ruby. I'm not getting anything for the ruby. Your life? I'll have you know, Kajin's life is worth one, what, pork shank? <laughs> and a dowsing rod. <laughs> no, other way around, just a dowsing rod. <laughs> Kajin plus a pork shank is worth a dowsing rod. Well, you did get some rest on it. So Kajin is in the city? No. Oh. No, I don't know where he is. He just uh, has an account at the Bank of Ulrich. Well, and he said to give the ring to you, and you would give it to him. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we're going to see him in the summer. At least the note I got said that I should entrust the ring to you to deliver. Peppa. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> at least try it out. Psst, psst, psst. Green lantern over here. So that is all is to say that if you can physically get your hands on the ring, and there is a scuffle going on, you may be able to use the ring to help you. I mean, I practiced with the rune. That's true. And I didn't tell you this about staff and daddies. And like Trick's trying to remember. What was the thing? It wasn't a staff. It was like a wand. A little wand, yeah. It was like rod length. Like maybe it was a broken off top half of a quarter staff. Oh, yeah. So that piece of staff oh, and his... I think it looked gross. It didn't, didn't feel good. Yeah, it didn't look good. It's, it's like telling you this is a bad idea. Truth in advertising. A little bit. Don't tell daddy. Hel- Don't tell mother. Health quietly listens into all this, trying to figure out if there's Just anything she can use that. here. <laughs> well, you know, you're going to blackmail some elves? I'm going to tell someone. <laughs> I'm going to tell daddy on you. You need to find this elf named daddy. Which she uh, might figure out is the same thing Katchen figured out is that Peppa will try anything once. Very <laughs> You need to find this elf named daddy. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> We still, we do need to find a neutral location to lure these people back into an ambush. What type of neutral location are you thinking of? Somewhere secluded, so if we get into a scuffle, we don't have to worry about it. Would you like to make a streetwise check? That's a great idea. In fact, I will ask Helen, like, what is a reasonable place that we can go? I'm picturing, like... She's like, I don't know, I failed at this. Somewhere we can get the jump on them. So you're asking for her assistance with your streetwise check? I'm asking for her assistance with my streetwise check. I have two points in streetwise? Holy moly. When did that happen? Then you're just getting a blue die from her. That's fine. I'm going to spend a story point here, though. It's going to be a red and a purple. Three successes. 
So tell me what sort of place it is. Like, are you going to be doing this in the tunnels? No, I think that puts them at significant advantage. Are you going to be doing this outside the city walls? Maybe somewhere more foresty? That's not... I think... More attuned to brambles, maybe? Like a glade in the town park or something? An abandoned building that has a courtyard. Like, so an overgrown area. Okay. All right. So a section of town that's a little overrun. Like, maybe it's from the pre-war ruins, and it hasn't been restored yet. It probably connects to tunnels somewhere, for all I know, but... Okay. So there'll be some overgrown stuff around for narratively using brambles if necessary, and you have found a perfectly acceptable location with your good Shpeboys rule. Yep. Now, we don't have any actual backup, so... It's an ambush in the sense that we're going to try to jump them, but... How many people does Tella think he would send for something like this? Well, we thought it was the guy and his three cronies. Yeah, Alric told you that Slater has at most three underlings, and Heleth will confirm that Slater was injured as well as two of his underlings were injured. Right. And Alric's opinion was that no other section of the rats would be involved in this activity because it's a side job that Slater is doing for his own personal enrichment. Can Helen be a little bit more specific about they were in she just said they were injured, but You're like asking like kind of medically where her knives knives hit them? Yeah, I mean she didn't ever actually say that she was the one that stabbed them or whatever, but when you say injuries you mean battle wounds? Yeah. How injured do you have She she knifed Slater and she like slashed a couple of his wounds. You went up against three guys? They went up against me. Four? Well only in the tunnels, oh, right. there was some scuffling, and by the time she got like out of the tunnels, one of the guys was too injured to follow. Like she, She's a knife fighter, so some things get thrown, some things get stabbed, and her focus was on evasion and getting away. Mm-hmm. So uh, while she did like cut her way past a couple guys, her focus was very much on flight. If they hadn't poisoned you, I suspect you would have made it back. I agree. And she's like, I, I need to get a rack, like a... A bandolier throwing knives? Yeah, like, she's got, like, a couple knives in, like, the top of her boot or whatever, or, like, an arm sheath, but she doesn't have, like, the set of a bunch of them. So so Helleth is, is like, evaluating the increased weaponry she sh- should acquire, as well as maybe looking into some poisons. That kelfish really laid her out. Like, that, that would be very useful to have. I don't know, all that iron hanging off here, it's going to slow you down. Bandoliers type thing looks like it distributes the weight pretty well. With some poison, then you don't have to use as many. I'll stick with arrows. Dependable. You can poison those too. I don't think I would do that. That would be a dishonorable weapon, he says in his <laughs> mom's voice. <laughs> or not no, that was in, in Terrain's voice. <laughs> okay, so Helleth can tell you're making a mockery of somebody. Yes. And not actually considering that mission. <laughs> uh, I don't think Trick would. All right, so we've got the address, which is a wealthy mage from out of town. We're just renting for the week. This is our accommodations. We're, uh... It's secluded. No one's going to bother us there. Okay. Uh, you know, there's probably a few old books there. You know, and maybe they'll, we will find interesting things there. You know, although we didn't get a triumph, so probably not. But we don't know that. We have to leave before Peppa starts brainstorming about po- poison she could put on her knives. All right, first let's go watch the Grand Maid. <laughs> <laughs> Hepa starts making a few notes on her map. <laughs> is Alric here? Alric is here. I want to go try to order a drink. Let's see if Alric can recognize us. And let's see, did he see us come in? I'm sure you can go out in the back, come back in, and try to fool him. 
I would enjoy watching that. He'll probably know because... He will almost certainly know. But if you can fool Ulrich... Yeah, if you would like to trick Ulrich, you can certainly attempt it. Because it's still mid-morning. Ulrich was not downstairs when you came through. Yeah, because I'm sure noble women mages always come into the bar. But you know what? Heppa doesn't think like that. This seems like a good test to see. Okay, but Trick is not disguised other than no. that he's wearing silly clothes. Slightly silly clothes. Oh, you weren't going to do your full disguise Well, because I'm going to the Grand Melee, I got the favor out. In fact, I should probably just like throw a cloak on when I go to the Grand Melee. Yeah, but, but also Trick's ears can be hidden just by his own hair. I'm saying you can try to fool Alric, that's fine, just don't have Trick there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would like to try it. At least do a, a test run, see if this even works. All right. Hell suggests you might also want to try to change your voice then. Because how are you going to order a drink without speaking? Alec would recognize your voice. Like this? Uh, sure. I, you know what? She tries to sound as human as she can. <laughs> and what does Heaven think human sounds like? I don't know. What I don't have my teeth. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any other accent, so if, if I'm going to do one in gameplay, it's going to be Texan. Okay. I'm Texan. Go for it. Betsy right. Lou, bring her out. <laughs> then I will come in the door. All right. Oh, I need to figure out what I should order. I just like it's now canon that Alduin is Texas. Uh, I'll figure it out. You I... want an alcohol to try? Yeah, an alcohol to try. Maybe a beer. An ale? What would be an Alduin? She asked Hella, what would I order? What do fancy people drink? I don't know, maybe cider? Or brandy? Have you had brandy? I don't think so. Ask for a brandy then. Okay, <laughs> just like. Oh, the drink are like peeking out of the. <laughs> the curtains. Just a watch. Mate's peeking out the bottom. Alright, so you. Sneak out. I have no frame of reference for any of this, too. You can take a location at the bar, and Health is going to pull the cords that will send uh, bells ringing so that Alric, who's up taking care of the Falcons, will come down. I guess I'll try to be more stiff. Signal him that there's a customer. Keep my head down. So how do you stand at the bar? Probably I grip the... Staff, very... Okay, so you've got your little cane and you're, like, leaning on it. Yeah, and I think that's... I'm just trying to be as stiff as possible. Probably looks very odd. Helleth pulls the, the cables and you hear, like, a quiet ringing up. Like, each floor of the place has a set of bells that rings when she pulls it. And then she and, and Trick, like, are looking... So just, there's Helleth, like, down low, and then there's Trick, and then a Trick's head is me. Peeking <laughs> out. So Alric comes quickly... Down the, the staircase, having been signaled that there is a customer. And he comes out into the room at the end of the bar there. And he's going to make, I guess, a vigilance? Rather no, than we're going to burn the skullduggery on Ulrich. So sorry. But he might give us some more tips on how he did it. So it's worth it. So I, I think it's vigilance. Yeah, I think it'd be vigilance. Okay, that's unfortunate for you guys, because his vigilance is better than his perception. He's a barkeep. And no, it's it's better if he catches it, so we can correct it. <laughs> the whole point of the test run is not to see if we can trick Ulrich, it's to see if we can trick Ulrich. Alright, so Heppa's going to roll. You're going to roll your cool. Oh, God. We didn't say this was going to be based on cool. You get an upgrade because you have the clothing disguise. You get... Another upgrade because you guys did the whole skin tone. Alric's vigilance is two reds and a purple. <laughs> and you also get a black dye added because he helped you develop this plan. That's true. That's true. 
Four advantages. All that's right. great news. So, that's, that's the best we could have hoped for. We fail, but he gives us good pointers. Yeah. So place your order. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> I was going to try to... She probably sounds like mother. One morning brandy, please. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would probably sound like Keppa a little bit because... So I might even start with like, um, one morning brandy, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Alaric like keeps his, like, he doesn't signal anything to you. So at first you might be thinking like, oh, this is working well. So he says like right away. And he like turns and you hear like a snicker. <laughs> and so he, he grabs the brandy, tucks it in his elbow and takes a glass off the shelf. And then he turns back around to you and, and he's like, you know, I don't really think they'd be saying please. Not that many nobles do. Wait, what's our curse? Moss, moss below. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> also, they wouldn't say that. Okay. But... But this, is, this outfit is a step in the right direction. Seems more human. Maybe once we get the cloak on you as well, that will also make actual individual body movement harder to discern. So it was the please that got you. Or was it all of it? Or that you could tell? You didn't change your facial features, Hapa. I mean... Right, you know me. <laughs> There's not a mask. It's, it's a good disguise. So then the angle of my hat mustn't be covering my face enough. Yeah, so we'll, he does pour you the drink and push it across to you, but then he also like reaches over the bar and like adjusts the cut of your jib. <laughs> you know, he like brings the brim down further yeah. and but but the thing is like yes, he knows what your nose and your cheeks and your Right, 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 right. Um, just I'm just a darker version of me. Exactly. Like yes, you're in a different outfit and your the henna is definitely nobody's gonna just glance at you and think that's an elf. Right. And his advice is to add the cape because okay. that will also conceal like how your body is naturally moving. Okay. The cane leaning on that, that's definitely a good idea. And you know, you want to wear a cape anyway, because just in case people start wearing knives, it'll help you. And let Trick do the talking. <laughs> that might be for the best. <laughs> Trick walk up. Why, hello, stranger. <laughs> Do you, like, you come through the curtains? Yes. <laughs> I'm having my morning brandy. With a magpie on your shoulder. Magpie on the shoulder. <laughs> you need a cloak, too. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Alec is simply reminding you guys, do not leave without the cloaks. That is the best thing you can do for not getting hit by a knife. Is don't get hit in the first place. Yes. So if you are going to drink your advanced cuttlefish, you'll need something to wash that down. He pours you a brandy as well. Like, how long is that stuff good for? You're going to wash the Grand Melee first, and then... I mean, Brandy seems to be alcohol. I think it would last a while. <laughs> Walked right into that one. <laughs> you just need to make sure you take it before you do anything that has a chance of exposing you to Slater. Yes, but, like... How long does it take how, before it wears like, off? Yes. Six hours. Like, obviously, if I took it yesterday, probably that's not so good, but taking it now is probably fine. Yeah, that'll give it time to, like, circulate in your system. All right. And no ill effects from it? Do we expect any side effects? Well, we'll find out. He's the one who bought it from Damal. Did Damal mention any side effects? Damal did not mention any side effects. Do you say what's in it? He did not give you a list of ingredients. He you didn't, didn't ask him. I told him that. Yeah, Trick knows he didn't ask him. And you annoyed him as well. Yeah, well, that's normal. Well, does it smell like the stuff I made? It doesn't 
smell like the stuff you made, but one, this is something that's designed to prevent it from taking right. hold in your system, not something designed to purge it from your system. Right. But two, what you made, while effective for purging it from the system, is not what Damal would have made with his proper apothecary right. okay. equipment. It might be like, different. Core Health has had to have like a whole soup bowl of your right. foul brew <laughs> instead of just a snifter. Right. Well, the, but Damal didn't mention anything? No, he said this would help. He seems like he would mention. I was not inclined to ask. He was very busy. We'd already taken up a lot of his time that morning. Well. The only way to find out is to drink it. Down the rabbit hole. Which means it has a totally different meaning in el- Elvish. <laughs> I would like resilience checks. This is simply a check to see if there's any side effects you're going to deal with. So I'm just going to put this at easy. So one purple die. You only each had one brandy, so you're not making rolls related to are you starting off drunk. Success with a threat. Me too. Okay. Tastes bad. You each take whatever threat you suffered as strain, but you succeeded the check. Like, I just did not get the chaser down fast enough. Should not have drank the brandy first. How did you know, Alric? That it was going to taste of that. Damal is not a bartender. <laughs> what he brews is not intended to give anyone pleasure. <laughs> it is intended to solve whatever problem they're facing. Gives me information about both Damal and Ulrich's perspective of him. All right. I think we got everything ready then. We can pop over to the Grand Melee. Wave a favor. Take those favors yeah. off your bird. Yeah. Oh, favors off the bird? I suppose that is a big joke. If the bird's going to be hanging out with you... Yeah, that's a good point. The bird is kind of... Maybe he should hang out here. No, maybe we'll just be around at the ruin, but not with us when we're leading the fools there. And yeah, he still shouldn't have the favor on him. Could we disguise him as a small cat or something? <laughs> like a crow, maybe. But... Have a, have a joke. <laughs> Paint his feathers black. Dump a pot of soot on him. Alric's concern was that the bird is marked as, like, having some sort of relationship with people. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'll, you know, I have to steal that back from him. Want to make a survival check? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like how it sounds like he'll kick your butt. I mean, magpie swooping is a serious uh, issue. Yeah. If you think one's out to get you, it probably Average. Is. Or, no, it's based on me. Something, something. Coordination? He's got some coordination. But isn't survival just more about getting him to do what you want? Depends. He he likes to have a thing. I'm taking a thing away from him. Can you give him a thing, something else that's food? If this doesn't work out, we'll give him some food, yes. Yeah, tri- it sounded like Trick's first approach was snatch. Ah, okay. Rather than ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, that's Hepa's approach is to ask. Failure with one advantage. All right, so you can have a blue die if you change your tactic. All right, all right. I have, good sir... I snatch one of the preserved meats left over for breakfast. Good, sir. Look, this is nice and tasty. Rope, you're going to have to open your mouth to get it, though. Okay. So the choice you have to make. Uh, what skill am I using now still? Survival? You're still using survival unless you want to try to use negotiate. Uh, yeah, I, narratively, this is negotiate, yes. Okay. Mate does not have negotiate. He has one presence. So you see, indeed, asking... <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible bargainer. Uh, yes. Quite a good success. Okay, so Nate opens his beak to like get those treat from you, thereby dropping Terwain's yes. favor, and also you unhook your own favor. Yes, so he'll be a free magpie for a time being. Unshackled. 
right. And we'll need to show him the ruin, get him to hang out there. You guys can walk past there on yeah. your way to where you're going. Yeah. But he can hang out with me during the Trick Manu, right? your friendly neighborhood elf, uh, during the Grand Melee. So Alric wishes you well and, again, tells you to be careful. Goodbye, Alric. <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen Swipe. The Grand Melee. I'm Jennifer here. When the players first reached South Tower, I expected that they would gain access to the House of Light by some means, and there obtain a new artifact, as well as information related to the mystery surrounding Ketchup. However, as play progressed, it became clear that they were not going to do that, so I had to get them the information some other way. Hell's Theft was the first part of that, I brought the artifact out of the tower for them. Sir Martinick was the second part. Rather than Hepa looking through Race's books and potion supplies, here now is a patient from whom she could get the same information about the dapper in-cap mushroom. Sometimes a GM has to be flexible. Sir Martinek, by the way, comes from Scenario 4C of the Eastern Invasion Campaign in the Battle for West North video game. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for West North video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.